time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. This is the Retirement Roadmap, the podcast that helps you learn a little bit more about the financial world that we all are trying to live in and thrive in and about maybe your own retirement. Uh, learn a little bit about how you can better prepare for it on today's program. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller. He's a registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Muir's Chapel Road. You can find us online by going to greensbororetirement.com. You can even schedule a free consultation there right on the website. The headline for today's podcast you might have seen is The Silent Killer of Retirement, Inflation. If you've ever put on a little bit of weight at some point in your life, it can be a bit frustrating at first because, you know, even the people that you see every day might not notice it for a while. You might not notice it for a little bit. Then all of a sudden, someone you haven't seen in several months notices. And all of a sudden, you can start seeing the details in the mirror. Whoa, okay, I need to do something about this. Well, that slow creep that weight gain can have on us, hard to notice day to day, but uh, it had already made a significant change to your body. The same thing we see happens in the financial world when your plan is exposed to inflation, and that's why we call it the silent killer. You may not notice it at first, but after years in retirement, if you're ill-prepared, you may be ravaged by that little thing known as inflation. We're going to see on today's podcast why that tends to happen and how we can prevent against that relentless creep of inflation. So, Glenn, to kick us off for this week's podcast, I mean, how much thought has the average person given to addressing inflation in their retirement plan? Well, Walter, you know, I mean, that one that one really depends on who we're talking about. I, I think a fair number of people really do think about it, but, you know, thinking about it and preparing for it are, are two different things, you know, and... and uh, Same so, with weight loss, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. You know, I think it's critical to, you know, to really be not only aware of it, but what are you going to do to try to combat it? Because it's it's kind of one of those things, I, I always talk about inflation as being just like a condition, right? I mean, it's going to happen over time and, and you just have to be ready for it and be aware and so forth. And like I say, most people have thought about it, but making those preparations for it is one of those things that is a little bit more challenging because it's, you know, it, it kind of goes into that, the whole retirement planning in terms of safety and risk. And and a lot of times folks, you know, are going to lean, lean towards being a little bit more safe, which in, in, in large part, that's probably a good thing. However, sometimes the, when you start leaning towards more and more safe things, sometimes they don't perform too well in inflationary time. And so um, that's something that we need to be fully aware of. Yeah, I think that's a good point and something to remember for sure. When you're putting together a plan, I would imagine it's really important to, you know, as you're running the numbers, you've got to pick a rate of inflation. We don't know exactly what it's going to be from year to year. So how do you plan for that? What percent, is it a percentage that you use? What do you assume about inflation when you're putting together that retirement plan? I think in terms of that, you know, I, I normally estimate it at about 3%. I mean, if you ask the government, the government would tell you that it's probably a little bit less than that. However, you know, when you start looking at how they do the calculations, it's sometimes they say, well, inflation is X percent this year, but they've subtracted out, you know, the cost of food or the cost of energy and, and so forth. And I'm like, well, it depends on who you are as to whether or not that that's a fair thing to, to take out. I, you know, I, whenever I have a conversation with folks or when I when I teach a course or, or a uh, workshop, we talk about inflation a little bit. And, and um, you know, I always try to make the point that everybody has their own inflation rate, 
right? Because you're not necessarily the same as the person next door because you don't necessarily spend your money on the same things. And, and not everything in the economy has this has the same inflation rate. One thing we do obviously need to be aware of in the retirement years, though, is the cost of health care and possible long-term care. Those are very sensitive to inflation. And in fact, those expenses tend to grow at a faster rate than the normal inflation does. So, you know, we really need to think in terms of how are we going to deal with that and like I say, I mean, in general terms, I like to think in terms of, you know, probably about 3%. But again, you know, we have to always look at the overall of, of, of where you are, where's your income coming from, you know, what are your needs and those types of things as to, you know, how we're going to plan for your actual retirement. So let's assume that 3%. Can you put into easier to understand terms of what that actually spells out after 30 or 40 years of retirement? I mean, what, what does a 3% inflation really look like in, in practical everyday terms, you know, years from now? Oh, sure. Well, I mean, if you go out that far, I mean, you're probably looking at the cost of everything is by that time is, is probably doubled, you know, and as you're thinking about that, as far as, you know, groceries and, you know, car and gas and everything else, all that's going to be in the mix. And so we really need to think in terms of, you know, where do you have your money positioned? You know, is it, is it positioned to, to to keep pace with inflation, you know, do you have enough, you know, money that uh, that you don't have to be as concerned? You know, I mean, you know, how how big is your nest egg, so to speak? You know, and some people will say, you know, hey, I've saved a lot more, and I want to be, you know, I want to take less risk, and I'm okay to be a little bit more susceptible to inflation because I just don't want to take that extra, you know, risk in the marketplace. Other folks, you know, maybe not feel the same way. So, um, you know, you, you have to look at, you know, your individual situation as to what you're comfortable with. But in general, if, like I say, if we're thinking in terms of 3%, and I think most people can agree that that's, that that's probably a, a reasonable estimate. You know, we have to think in terms of that most things in your, in your everyday life are likely, you know, maybe 25 to, you know, to, to 30 years later, that they're going to be significantly more expensive. So the idea is if you have a plan in place that doesn't address inflation, your buying power is essentially cut in half over yeah. that, that period of time we kind of laid out, maybe even more if it ends up surpassing slightly that 3% average? That's exactly right, Walter. Like you were talking about earlier, it, it's, it happens gradually over time. Right. I mean, it, it doesn't like, you know, you just suddenly arrive there and, it, and it's just boom, it's this big change. It's just a slow, subtle creep. I, I think uh, Ronald Reagan used to call it the silent tax. Right. I mean, you didn't actually get charged it, but your buying power is reduced, you know, a little bit each year that goes by. I know everybody can kind of they have that same sense. I mean, you, you go to the store, you know, and it's like, my goodness, you know, everything is it's just costing a little bit more. And that's just the way that it is. I mean, you, you think back 10 years ago, you know, what could a dollar buy when you went to the grocery store compared to now? You know, and that's not true just at the grocery stores. It's true just about everywhere. Yeah. You're telling me the seven to eight dollar milk carton is, is coming. <laughs> it probably is, Walter. You might, I don't know if you maybe you should uh, curb your appetite for milk. Or, you know, know. Just maybe maybe you want to be looking for something else. But yeah, I mean that's kind of the gist of it. My nickname growing up was the milkman, so that's not a good uh, that's not a good thing for me. <laughs> or the hundred and fifty dollar car fill up might not be too far in our future. It sounds like, or, or yeah. hopefully that's a little far away. But you know, it's 
it's uh, maybe energy uh, improvements will help curb that increase. But we get the idea. Look at what will happen 25, 30 years from now in retirement and make sure you got a plan that can kind of uh, move along with those times. So let me ask you about that. How do you combat? I mean, it's one thing to know that it's coming, just like the weight gain. Okay, I know I'm going to, I know I need to lose the weight in the inflation, you know, analogy here. We know inflation is going to have this impact. How can we combat it? Are there certain types of investments that you turn to? Sure, Walter. I mean, those are things that certainly come into, you know, that that planning certainly comes into income planning. You know, um, you know, typically you want to look at some possibilities. You know, do you have a way to systematically be able to increase your income? You know, that might come from certain financial products that have the ability to have increasing income over time. Or that might be from, you know, utilizing different strategies that, you know, you're going to draw from this bucket of money for this period of time. And then you're going to turn to another bucket of money at a little bit later date. And, you know, maybe that, you know, that later date, you know, that investment has a little bit more ability to grow with when inflation, when inflationary times are there. You know, in general, you know, you want to have a pretty balanced portfolio, but, you you know, you have to be aware of things, particularly um, interest rate sensitive things. You know, we've been in a, an environment where interest rates have been falling for well, when we we talked about Reagan just a little earlier, you know, when Ronald Reagan became president, you know, in the in the early 1980s, you know, inflation rates were very high and interest rates were very high. And since that time, interest rates have been falling and, and, and inflation has come down significantly. But now we're looking at an environment that's, that's a bit different. We're looking at, at an environment where interest rates are going to begin to rise and they actually already have been. And so when we're looking at that, we have to look at some of the investments that people have traditionally made that are interest rate sensitive, sometimes those are not really um, you know, advantageous in a rising interest rate environment. There are times when it, it, it can be nice if you've got some money at the bank and you know, have CDs and you get a little higher interest rate, that can be a nice thing. However, if you've got some money in a, in a bond portfolio and interest rates begin to rise, well, you know, if you have a scenario where interest rates rise significantly, there's an inverse relationship that goes on between the value or the price of those bonds and where the interest rates are. And, you know, if you were in a place where you, you suddenly had to liquidate, you know, a bond portfolio or a portion of a bond portfolio, when interest rates are rising, that might create some problems. And those are problems that we really haven't seen in decades because we've been in, in an environment where interest rates have been falling for so long. So, you know, you really want to be aware of, you know, what could impact you and how you have money, you know, positioned in your portfolio. And, you know, is your advisor taking all those things into account? Always good to consider these different little nuances for sure. Can you describe how maybe you addressed specifically inflation in a retirement plan that you designed for a client recently? A case that jumps out in your mind where you were just like, oh, yeah, they have you know, definitely an issue here when it comes to uh, planning for inflation. Maybe they weren't accounting for it at all to begin with. Sure. Well, no, absolutely, Walter. I mean, and a lot of times that comes into play when we're looking at income planning. And so, we, you know, we're looking at, they said, look, you know, we've got our, our two retirement checks. I mean, our, our Social Security checks are going to start coming in and we don't really have, you know, pension or one person had a pension and the other person did not. And so we started at, you know, talking about that. It's like, OK, well, we've got this one pension. Is it going to have cost of living increases? And it's like, well, no, it's not. And so we say, OK, well, we're probably going to be OK for a little while on that. But we have to be, you know, we have to account for that. 
So we started looking at, you know, some just basic questions and, you know, kind of asked the question, well, are you all wanting to, you know, create like a guaranteed income, you know, that's going to be reliable through time, you know, and they said, well, you know, yeah, we would like to think about that. So we began to look at some insurance products, you know, now, of course, we know that, you know, when those guarantees come into play, it's always, it's always, we have to look to the insurance company and how powerful and strong they are to be able to back up their ability to, you know, to make those payments, you know, coming through time. But for them, that's really what they want. They, you know, with a portion of their money. So we looked at saying, okay, well, there are some different products out there that that have, you know, a, a flat amount of income. It's going to once you turn it on, it's going to stay the same. There are others that have increasing income through time. And so as we began to look and, and figure out exactly what they needed and when. All of those things came into play, and so we, we were able to build a very good plan that accounts for that over time. And you know, and for, for them, that was the plan: is is that okay? We're going to take a portion of our money, and we're going to position it here, and we're going to have increasing income on this portion of money that we're going to turn on, you know, maybe five years down the line. And so that gave us the things that we needed to account for that. If we look at other situations, though, it might be a totally different plan. We might not look to insurance products at all. So it really just depends. I, I think really the key is Walter is is to sit down. And, you know, with an advisor that really specializes in the retirement years and, you know, take a look at your particular situation. What are your needs and what assets do you hold and what resources do you have? And then as you sit down, you really start putting that plan together and working together with that advisor to make sure that you have you have a plan that you are comfortable with and that will stand the test of time. Well, Glenn, if uh, I want to get a plan in place that addresses inflation, maybe I've been doing a retirement planning kind of on my own for a little while, or I've just sort of talked about what my plan looks like and I haven't uh, taken into account inflation. Or maybe it's a situation where I'm working with an advisor and for one reason or another, they said, uh, you know, we're only going to account for inflation to be 1% or something like that. It's not jiving with what you're talking about with 3%. And I can kind of tell you, if that's the case, it's to make the numbers work a lot easier. If inflation's only 1%, you can make a retirement plan look really good without actually, you know, some some good structure in that retirement plan. So that that's a whole other issue for another day, but if that's sure. the the scenario, I'm I'm just I'm still scratching my head over how I can better prepare for inflation. What's a meeting look like with you and your team in your office in Greensboro and and take us through what, you know, the conversation looks like? Well, Walter, I mean, the, the very first thing we want to do is we'd schedule that time. We you know, just set a little bit of time together just to have some time to chat, you know, talk about, you know, who you are, what you're looking for, just scheduling a little bit of time there. You know, it could be anywhere from a half hour to an hour or so, just, you know, just to kind of get to know each other. Some folks want to just jump in and, and, and go into a, you know, a discovery meeting, which might last a little bit longer. But the idea is, is that we take the time to, number one, see if we potentially can work together. And then once we've, uh, and we've gone over that hurdle, then we say, okay, well, let's get a little deeper and get to know each other a little bit more. Let me understand your finances. You know, where do you have different monies positioned? You know, how much money do you have positioned here versus there? What are your income needs? You know, do you still have a mortgage? Do you, you know, do you have pension? Maybe, maybe are there more than one pension or maybe there's no pension? What about Social Security? Have you turned that on yet? You know, maybe the answer is yes. Maybe the answer is no. Maybe one person, you know, and a couple has and the other person hasn't and they're trying to figure that out. Those are the very things that we do and, and that we go through that discovery process of as to where you are and what you need. And, you know, and then we work together to build that plan. It normally takes us, you know, a few meetings to get there. But again, we take it one step at a time. And and uh, every time we get together, we just we're checking in. Hey, is, is this making sense? Are, are, we, are we making progress? You know, obviously, if the answer is yes, then we keep going. And and, um, you know, in those rare cases when it's like, you know what, I 
you know, I, I think I figured it out or whatever, and then then that's fine. You know, we I like to move at the pace that the client or the uh, future client wants to move, and and make sure that everything is comfortable. Gotcha. It's in uh, easy to kind of understand how the process can get started. It begins with uh, just the inquiry, a phone call, or a conversation, or even just scheduling an appointment online. A time to come in and review your particular situation, and then from there, it's just a conversation and uh, putting together the right pieces. So, if you would like to get in touch with Glenn Mosseller, here are the easy ways to do so. You can go to GreensboroRetirement.com, get in touch through the website. In fact, Glenn's made it easy. At the bottom of the page, you'll see a little tab that says "Free Consult." You can click on that tab or that banner and uh, schedule your time to meet with Glenn right there on the website. Again, that's GreensboroRetirement.com. And you can also call 336-291-3535. Again, that's 336-291-3535. That's another edition of the Retirement Roadmap in the books. For Glenn Mosseller, I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for tuning in. 